The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with us today. And we appreciate, first and foremost, you being an intentional spirit out there in the world. There's nothing, there's very few things as exciting as conscious people that are connected and having the intention to being difference makers in the world. And as you know, that's the reason that after five years, we are still showing up with the show. And thanks to you, people all over the world are now listening in and tuning in and benefiting from not only the wisdom of the show, but from our special guests who are committed to being alive and thriving And our specialty with our guest today is a person that is truly walking the talk of awareness. Not only does she have an immense popular radio show entitled The Aware Show, she is a newly up-and-coming author of Hay House. Becoming Aware is the title of her book. And here's Lisa Gar. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for for being on and just sharing who you are. And it was a few months ago, I was on your radio show in L.A., and I was just so moved by just all the energy and the light you're bringing to the planet. You know, we can always use um, more of that vibration, right? Well, you take one to no one. Yes, absolutely. You're up to the same exact thing. So the more, the better. And, you know, it's just about, I, it's, it's interesting when you say the word becoming aware, because I've really had the opportunity through these last, you know, I've hosted the show for 15 years and wrote the book, and now I'm really getting super clear about what awareness is to me. And isn't that interesting? You know, you could, it's always been about other people and interviewing people, brilliant authors and, and so forth, and and bringing about their information about awareness. And now I get to really dive into what it means on a, on a global scale to me. So it's been a wonderful experience. The whole thing has. And still going. <laughs> still going. I didn't know you had been doing radio for 15 years. No wonder you're so amazing at it. <laughs> I, I, started, I started 15 years ago from as a result of an accident that I had and the accident catapulted me into that place of pure expanded awareness. And before the accident, my life was not in that place. It was it's very much into the lack of consciousness, even though I was on the fringe of it. But you know, when you talk to people and 
that have had experiences where they have been so far off purpose and then the purpose burns so deeply inside of them that it sets them into, or maybe it's their psyche, into some type of accident or event that tragically changes their life into the direction that the purpose has always intended for it to go. You wouldn't know it at the time. You wouldn't know it three years later, four years later. It takes a while Mm -hmm. to kind of get, oh, that's what I was meant to do. This is the universe's way of course correcting my purpose. That's what happened to me, and that's why I started the show 15 years ago. That divine wake-up call of, Mm. you know, then then becoming aware, like we say and like so many of your guests say on your show, that so many of us have had a defining or redefining type moment that it it's a wake-up call, um, like to my 27 years ago hearing a message, if you want to live, don't ever drink again. It's like, right. oh, okay. Now, why right. was that different than any other day or any other previous car accident that I had or my times in jail driving under the influence? But that particular day, it was like the wake-up call. Okay, I'm aware. Oh, yeah, you got it. Won't ever go down that aisle again. Right. Um, and so in reference to you, um, which is really beautiful because your whole branding everything that you're about meaning in your mission is about awareness from the aware show to becoming aware walk us through um the journey of the book i'm excited about your book um Mm -hmm. i know that many others are um you talk about how to repattern your brain and revitalize your life are you telling your sacred story in there about your walk and your traumatic brain injury well i I'd, I'd love to share it with you because yeah we didn't get a chance to talk about it of course on on the show you were on but yes i was in a, a mountain bike race i was a, a semi-pro mountain biker love still love mountain biking do it you know three four days a week but i was racing the California circuit and I was in, it's like a seven series race that you go through each year to do the championship. And at the end of the race, um, it establishes your title. And I was in a pretty high position overall in the category. I was in like second position overall in the state. And so the stakes were high for me in that race, but I was also in, you know, my life, it was very, very chaotic. I was workaholic, sleeping on my office floor. My relationships were thrashed. The guy that I was dating had just broken up with me because he just couldn't handle my priorities anymore. And I'm, I laugh now, but it was at the time, he was just not able to understand how somebody could have such a low regard for relationships. And of course, I was acting out all the stuff from my past, unresolved, not understanding what it was, but just in going in the wrong direction. And so I was in this last um, race, and it was 108 degrees. It was really hot out, and it was the middle of the afternoon. It was about 5,000 feet of climbing, and I was just about to finish the race. The race was, uh, the finish line was at the bottom of this hill, and I was at the top, and I just needed to make a few switchback descents in order to get to the bottom. And I said, I just remember thinking, oh, it's almost over. Thank God. I, I'm almost there. All I have to do is just go downhill. 
And I just left at that moment. I completely passed out on the bike while riding on the top of a mountain. And oh, my. The memory loss is, is kind of retroactive, but I, what I imagined happened was that I fell, just tipped over, and just kept falling and falling and falling and falling because I had, I was, I had no bodily control. I was completely unconscious, falling. So I woke up, semi, very semi-conscious, at the bottom of this hill, climbing, or kind of climbing through these brown pine needles, trying to figure out how I got there. And my helmet was, was cracked in several places. It was off. It, you know, I had shredded and my helmet, you know, just fell off first uh, because it was so thrashed. It cracked it in 13 places. So I must have landed on my head first and thus the reason for the lack of consciousness. Then as I started to try to climb back up to my bike, because that's where my body wanted to go, my consciousness started to drift, and I just started to leave. And, and it was so peaceful where I was going. It was so expansive and alluring. And the consciousness and the, the, the space where I was heading was so beautiful and quiet and painless. There was nothing that was going on in the body up there. There was no experience of survival or pain or trying to get... It was just quiet, and it was still, but it was vast. And it was so beautiful because every single thing around me was me. And everything that I could think of, I became, or it was me. It was, I was separate from nothing. Everything was seamless and connected and the same. And in a, in a more vivid way than I have ever experienced it. It was so crystal clear. I, I for some reason, envisioned Asia, and it was right around me. Everything wow. that I could imagine, and that was like the ultimate. Anything that I could imagine instantly manifest around me and became me. And it was such a beautiful experience. And then I was distracted by all of the drama that was going down <laughs> below. And I was witnessing the scene of this accident below me where medics were rushing up to my body. But the interesting thing about that wasn't my body. It was the medics and what they were thinking and what they were feeling. And I became them. And I could feel their their purpose, where they were off direction, what their yearnings were. You know, one was a really, really wanted to paint and be an artist, and the other one liked the other one. And there was, I, I could feel their thoughts as if I was them. I was right inside their thoughts. And I saw them doing what they did, just taking care of my body, and they put it on a stretcher. And then I saw the guy that I had broken up with had come to the race with me that day. We, we raced together in separate categories, but we um, just a, you know, one final race to support each other. And I saw him come up to me and I saw them and I heard the medic say, are you John? And I saw this energy exchange between John and I. And I thought, wow, there's like, it was like a silver, very bright energy that exchanged between the two of us. 
And I thought, wow, that's significant. There's something that I need to get back into my body with and communicate to him that I'm still here. And I got back into my body just as I was throwing up, and the medics were saying, tip her to, tip her to the side because she's going to choke on her own vomit. And I, that was such an overwhelming experience. I, you know, I got slammed into this perspective of looking at him and hearing this medic on the side of my ear saying, tip her, tip her body to the side. And it was so confusing and overwhelming. Yeah. I looked at him, I sent him this kind of nonverbal communication, and then I just left again because it was chaos. It was total, I wanted to go back to where I was. So I left. I just drifted back up into that beautiful expanded space and hung out there for a long time because, I came to realize later, and I didn't realize that I even had this near-death experience until several years later, but I was hanging out in a beautiful state of expanded consciousness, and that was where I realized so much, Temple. I realized so much, but in the meantime, they put my body into a helicopter, and I heard the, the blades of the helicopter and again, I jumped back into my body because I thought, I need to, this is something significant. Something's happening. I'm, there, <laughs> there's a loud noise. And I got into my body, and I saw this medic hovering over me, and I'm, all of, I'm in a helicopter. And I knew that that was a problem. <laughs> and so I, I somehow signaled to the medic that I was still there, and he said, we're out of here. And because he was going to put something in my arm, he had a needle, and I didn't know what it was, and I just signaled no, you know, because I, I didn't know what the needle, I was hanging on by just a thread, and I didn't know what the needle was, probably a saline solution or something I needed, but I couldn't reason at the time, so I signaled him not to do that, he said, we're out of here, and then I woke up again in this hospital room with the, with the doctor standing above me, asking me the regular questions, you know, what's your name, what's your birth date? Where do you live? Where, 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 where do you live? And I looked at him, and I was about to tell him all of those things because I knew them, but I couldn't speak. I couldn't actually get the information to communicate out of my mouth. And it, I, then I completely panicked. I was, I slammed into my body. I couldn't speak. I, I was bottlenecked with the overwhelming amount of information that had just happened with the place of expanded consciousness with the body and then the damaged brain. And all of that happened in this, you know, perfect storm. And then I just went into a full panic and I, I had damaged the part of my brain that, of uh, the language center of my brain, the prefrontal cortex and the cerebral cortex, the memory center of my brain. I lost my long-term and short-term memory, which I still struggle with today which never came back really fully, but it's something that I live with. And, uh, but I, you know, I really struggled with the language part of it. And when you, when you talk about, you know, you, you started this show 15 years ago, starting the show was one of the ways that I, that I, and today, that I continually entrain my brain. I train my brain every day to research and then to, to feed back the information and the research and the feedback, the information. And it's part of my brain training that I do every day. And, and um, 
I got my speech back through neurofeedback. That was one of the ways that I actually woke up the centers of my brain, which is a whole other story and a whole other fascinating part. But the reason that I started the show is to go into this explanation of this incredible expanded consciousness. So when I interview you or anyone else, I take it to that level and I communicate from that level and I intuit the listeners from that level and that's where I live now is from that space. And it's extremely practical as well. You know, as you know, I'm a you know, very busy working mom, which is my most important job. And I'm all about making that space of expanded awareness practical, real, hip, on the ground, in the day of the, of the busy person, but to bring it so that you can bridge the gap and really have real happy relationships, real happy, real happiness in your life rather than just chasing the rabbit all the time, if you know what I mean. I totally so, do. So I started it, yeah. I, I admire you so much for, you know, your willingness, your bravery, your courage to share your sacred story so that people can benefit with you offering um, the many exercises that you have in the book that really supports people in being a better parent, better person, a great role model, a successful business person, or a catalyst of, of, of change. We're talking today with Lisa Gar. She is an extremely popular radio host. She's a regular weekend host on Coast to Coast AM, uh, syndicated in over 500 stations around the world. Um, she has one of the largest telesummit series on the internet. She reaches millions of people every month. So, in other words, Lisa Gar, she's all that. <laughs> I want to thank all of you for tuning in to our show today and for participating with Unity Online Radio, truly a radio that is changing lives and building dreams all over the planet. We'll be right back after this short break. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Every moment we live can be holy, and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer, and by using our innate creativity with intention, 
in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. If you're just coming on, you know I'm interviewing Lisa Gar. She is an amazing radio host. She does a telesummit that's not all over the world. You can go to her website, theawareshow.com. She has a new book by Hay House, and that's what we're kind of highlighting today. It's entitled Becoming Aware, How to Repattern Your Brain and Revitalize Your Life. Um, on the front of the book, it's very clear she has her forward by Dr. Wayne Dyer, someone that's very near and dear to our hearts, as I'm sure to Lisa as well. Talk about a life changer. Uh, Lisa, in your book and doing some research on your book, it talks about there's several exercises in the book uh, that will support us in, in uh, being greater creators, uh, more positive. Mm-hmm. And you talk about the power of visualization um, how, you know, we use a lot of words that sometimes interchangeably, but when you talk about the power of visualization, how are you t- tuning in on that and, and related to yourself and how we can use it to our advantage? Well, I, first of all, I, from that experience that I had, that ex- expanded consciousness experience, I learned that Everyone can access that. You don't need to have a near-death experience or fall off of a mountain. You can access it because it is very, very close to where we are now. It's just a matter of a leap of consciousness. It's not another planet or another, you know, dimension. It could be. But we can all access that. And, and what I learned is also how possible manifestation is and that what we desire is accessible to us it is it's it's really just a a series of thoughts away and and this is of course what you talk about with the intentional spirit and so i started to put into place these visualizations that i started to just toy with and use in my life for wanting to create things because I spent a lot of time in my healing process visualizing because that was all I could do was I was in a chair for a long time staring out windows and, and visualizing. And I learned that, wow, I can actually use this visualization to kind of fine-tune or directionalize what it is that I'm trying to create. Now, a long time ago, I read Shakti Goyne's book, Creative Visualization. I read that when I was 12. And 
during the healing and recovery process of my accident, I started taking classes on intuition and learning and sitting with my eyes closed and really looking at visual, mental image pictures and and lighting these up in my neurology. And then since then, I've done hundreds of interviews with neuroscientists to really learn what the visualization, intentionality, and meditation do in the physical, physically do in the brain to build neural bundles in the brain, which are indeed memories. So they're physical constructs in the brain and send all sorts of signals that we'll go into. So I learned that through creating a moment of closed-eyed visualization processes, and I include these in the book because I really wanted the book to be interactive. I didn't want to just talk about visualization. There's QR codes you can scan your phone over and, and or you can type in the URL that take you to 15-minute video visualization processes that I'm talking about here. But it's a matter of putting your desired outcome into your mind, and you have to really be clear about it, which is very important. Most of us know what we don't want, but we need to look at what we do want. And it usually is aligned with your purpose. It's, you know, you can want things like money and health, but you need to find out the purpose behind why you want the money and the purpose behind why you want the health and what that looks like is the why. And so once you become aware of that giant why, that real true driving purpose behind why you want the health, is it to feel more quick and agile so that you could feel, you know, like your body moves faster, your brain thinks quicker when the inflammation's out of the body. You have you want to play with your kids or you want to go, you know, on a trip or have, you know, energy, right? Most of us want more energy, right? Mm-hmm. That's the reason to maybe want to lose the weight or heal the body is to really achieve that quick, agile thinking mind and body or the finances. You know, why do you want the finances? Well, what would they support in your life? What will they give you that you can then contribute to others? What would that contributing to others give you? You know, you can dive deep into that process with people. And that's something that I, I love doing is really diving into the processes. What would that give you? And you can do that layer by layer by layer and just keep asking yourself that question, what would that give you, until you get to that really clear why. And once you find out that why, we go into a visualization process, or I do in the book, that takes you into this elevator of consciousness. And it's really an amazing process where you go into an elevator and you go up into your higher brain thinking to a level of higher consciousness and then you exit out into a floor where your dream is realized, that it is you. You are stepping into that moment as you at that time in present time. And we build the neural bundles in the brain of, seeing, hearing, tasting, feeling, touching, intuiting, all of the things that you did to get there and how it feels to be there and the gratitude for all the people around you that helped you and the impact that you will make to the future generations and really immerse yourself in the dream realized. And from that space, you, you literally build in the brain neural bundles of neurotransmitters getting together and forming physical little little bundles in the brain that start to create a memory. They start, that's what a visualization physically does in the brain. 
And it's also an amazing way to break an old habit because the old habit is just a pattern of doing it over and over and over, and that does the same thing. It creates a neural bundle that's a physical bundle in the brain, which is why the habit keeps occurring. You just keep feeding the bundle. Well, if you start to replace it with another habit or even with the visualization of where you want to be, that starts the, the tentacles start to grow and move towards the new bundle, and the old bundle, which is the old habit pattern, implodes because it stops getting the neurofeed the neurotransmitters to feed it. Then they start to bridge over to the new habit and pattern in the brain, and you start to feed that by repeating that pattern. And that pattern can simply be visualization of your dream realized, of acting as if you are already there and being in that state. And that simple act of sitting in a chair and going through a visualization can literally change a habit, a pattern, and help you create into the future. And in the meantime, create all these wonderful immunological responses with increasing endorphins and serotonin that boosts the immune system. And it's just a full system of how powerful visualization is. And then you can add in the God of your heart and universal energy or spirit guides or whatever it is that you want to add your magic into that because I do believe it takes a village, <laughs> physical and non-physical, to mm-hmm. be able to really intend and create. And if you do the visualization in groups, even more powerful. So that's what I do in, in my um, workshops is the group visualization processes, and they're really amazing, and fun things get created in those processes. But they're included in, um, I recorded nine of them, on uh, their nine processes that I put into a whole guide that people can get if they go to the website, which is theawareshow.com forward slash guide, G-U-I-D-E. And there's nine different visualization processes covering everything from business to parenting to the food and the diet we talked about, relationships, an incredible spiritual guidance to... uh, Outer Galaxy, um, really, really amazing visualization processes that it just expand your consciousness and rebuild your brain, and that's why that kind of encapsulates what I wrote the book about. Understand? <laughs> totally. I I love the fact that with many of your exercises and probably with these as well that you've used video instruction, I I find that people are they get so much more when there's video instruction in addition to the audio element. So um, I was just looking at that, also noticing the number of great testimonials you have. I mean, you you have the best of the best master teachers that have read your book and benefited from your book. So I'm like, way to go, girl. Your visualization <laughs> process is working. <laughs> I am blessed, yes, and I have heard it from so many people, and, you know, I've interviewed over, I don't know, 3,500 people or something like that, interviews where I have learned, and I've been a student for so long, and the teacher in me emerged, and that is beautifully what every single person can do. You, If you teach what you learn, it ingrains it into your brain so much more And when you really start to share the information that you've learned, you can start to create your own 
your own, you know, why, and it deepens your learning process. So anything that people learn from my book, I encourage you to share with other people and say, hey, I had this experience, and and share it with other people because I want to get these conscious conversations in every single person's awareness so that they understand, and everyone, we all understand how easy it is to increase your level of conscious conversations, connectedness, and awareness in a very practical way. You don't have to go necessarily to the mountaintop, even though it's nice, but you can do this every day, no matter where you came from, no matter what walk of life or your story or your history or your past or where you are in life, you can create these conscious conversations with yourself and with other people in a very practical, easy way. It uplifts your day, uplifts your spirit, uplifts your happiness level, increases your level of connection and relationships. It is something that, you know, just increases your overall happiness quotient, (laughs) I believe. So I love making it practical. And speaking about practical, um, you and I touched base upon this when I was with you on your show. When we talk about aware, you know, again, we we look at words and we go, what does that really mean? And I know that you have uh, the passion that I do of things just not being so vague and broad, but Mm -hmm. yet specific that could be user-friendly. You know, uh, the instruction manual of user-friendly about being aware. Um, of what are some of your insights and some of your intention about making it a practical way of life to simply well, be aware? Yeah, that I, you know, I'm learning through doing the interviews that I'm doing, like with you, is that word aware is a very vague term. Mm-hmm. And I am here to make it specific to get into people's awareness what that word really means. And what it means is when you woke up this morning, were you aware of what you were saying to yourself when you looked at yourself in the mirror? And if, you, if what you were saying to yourself wasn't pleasant and wasn't kind, are you aware of how to change it? Do you have tools in your life on how to change it? When you walked into the first place you walked into today, if it was the the you know, the carpool line or your or child in the car or the gym or your work environment or talking with your friend, were you aware of that conversation? What was the first thing that came out of your mouth? Was it a complaint? Was it an insincere, hi, how are you? Was it, you know, what, were you really aware of what came out of your mouth first and the thought process that was behind it? Can you change it? Can you change it to... You know, I'm really, I'm really struggling this morning with this thought. Can you help me? I'm really needing some help. I'm really open to some help today. Can you help me? Or, you know, how are you doing today? What, what do you, you know, what's in your mind? You want to talk for just a second and just tell me what's going on in your world? You know, can you increase the level of your conversations and be aware of your level of conversations? What did you put in your mouth this morning or today? What have you eaten today? Is it in alignment with what you know is good for you? Have you? Are you on a good exercise routine? Are you on a good vitamin or supplement regime? Have you eaten clean, healthy foods today? You know, it's there's so many moments of awareness that we're we're unconscious in most of our day, and I really am, am committed to changing that. I'm not saying that you have to live 100% aware all day long. Drive yourself nuts. I I don't, and. There's moments where I dip in and out of it, but there's 
those moments where I have that level of awareness that the exchange could be a minute, two minutes, and it is, you know, I saw someone this morning who's in an enormous amount of pain, a lot of controversy going on in her life, and, and she's developed a whole thing on Facebook where she got a bunch of people against her. And I saw her this morning, and I said to her, I have so much compassion for you. And I think I'm the only person that has said that to her to, in, in the last week. Even though she created a lot of controversy against herself, she, I feel truly compassionate for her situation and her environment, what she might be going through. And I saw her shoulders just, ah. Oh. You know, she didn't, I, we didn't need to say anything. That's all I needed to say to her. And I was just in passing, and I just put my hand on her shoulder, and all she did was her, her body just, the armor dropped for a second. And I didn't want to get into a dialogue because was, she was still too hot with it. But that's all I needed to say. And, and I know that in one moment, for that moment, she got a little break. And um, those, you know, just little things, most people were going up to her and saying, how could you do that? It wasn't. You know, I looked and I checked to myself, how could I become more aware in this moment? And it's that that contributes back to you on a daily, moment-to-moment basis. Does, it, does that make sense to you? Does that land for you, Temple? Or I'd love to know what that word means to you. What does awareness mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I, when, you're, when you're saying that to me, um, because you and I kind of operate on an intuitive level too, but I, I kind of see of like when you take a magnifying glass and you just kind of put it over something. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's more than just being present because nowadays the practical of being present means, well, I wasn't texting on my phone while you were talking to me or, you know, I wasn't reading my email while we were having a phone conversation. I mean, it's so much broader than that. To me, it's that what you're saying on a deeper level of awareness is an innate, it's an inner listening. I mean, we've had a lot of listening classes of how to external listen, you know, how to repeat back or reflect back if what I heard you saying or what I thought or did you mean this? I'm talking in everyday conversation, not right. as radio host, obviously. But for me, it's the awareness of being able to inner listen of I'm hearing things and I'm willing to say it, even though at the time it may absolutely make no sense to me. In other words, uh, when, if I have someone in my office and is that, this that inner aware. So a woman was here, you know, and I go, um, you know what I think would really bring some laughter to your life right now? And she said, I could sure use it. And I said, yeah, I, I feel that. I said, why don't you just go and, you know, buy some of those packages of like the Carol Burnett show. <laughs> now, now, now for the record, I mean, I'm not a big, I wasn't really in those air. I didn't really follow Carol Burnett, watched a few shows, don't even know a lot about what I'm saying. And like, why am I saying this? Do you know what I mean? And, and, and she goes, how did you know that she is my idol? Oh, that, that is, that is random. (laughs) That's the level that you're talking about. That's that. That's that aware that's just a tad underneath a layer of a deeper listening of that. That's the place where 
we really do know each other and we really are connected. You know, I yes. love, like you do, the bumper stickers where we're all one and peace, peace, kumbaya, hold your hand, right. we're all connected. And I, I don't want to make that sound like a funny thing, but on a deeper level, when we have those defining moments, um, or it's holding a hand in a meditation class and the teacher asks you to visualize where you want to travel and I'm getting all these messages and visualization about Hawaii and that was not on my list. When the lady shares before me that that's where she wanted to be, I said, oh, well, all I did was just scan everything you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what about what I want? Yeah. A long yeah. way of answering your question, but those are the kind of things it means to me of being that with such openness coming from a place of detachment of that space, of that that keen it's it's almost more defined than being present. It's it's it also takes a willingness to share or reflect. Because you get images, you get insight, you get ideas that may not necessarily make sense to the intellect. Mm, yes. So listening to and following your intuition, as, as absurd as it might seem at the time, but, but getting validation for it. And that validation takes care of you, and it increases your confidence in your intuition and those are little mini exercises on how to listen to that intuition and if I was listening correctly part of it was for you to also I mean obviously you operate on your intuition but also to take care of yourself so sometimes those intuitive hits aren't always about others but they're messages that are trying to direct back into you and take care of taking care of you too so that's a great example of a level of awareness. And um, I love the I, I love the idea that you know when you're talking about exercises because I think that's a very important conversation to bring to the table are would be people that are willing to invest the time in themselves towards the exercise of something so they can become skilled at it. Because there is something to be said to that. So I know that everybody is like, okay, where are we going with this? Well, guess what? For a moment, we're going to take a short break. And we're going to be right back and listen to Lisa tell us more about that idea. As well as how she, what are her spiritual practices that keep her into that awareness. We'll be right back. wellness expert, Dr. Michelle Robin on healthy living. In the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life. In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's seven habits for a healthy life. I've got to say my body just embraced the change. Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. 
You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it. That you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. Do you experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And as you continue to learn different techniques, ideas, thoughts from the show that we have, The Intentional Spirit, please feel free to share it with your friends on social media and spread the great word about not only our show, but Unity Online Radio. Also, you can visit templehays.com and find out how to travel with me, learn various classes that I offer, etc., and unitycampus.org. I'm highlighting today Lisa Gar. Um, I believe in her work. I've benefited from our work. So you can go to her website, theawareshow.com, and also her new book that's published by Hay House, Being Aware. Um, Lisa, we were talking about, or we kind of set up the final part of the show in talking about exercises. It's when I look at, uh, the development that I went through uh, to become a shamanic practitioner um, was not a, a, a weekend certificate that I received in the mail. <laughs> mm-hmm, right, right. It yeah. was through exercise. It was through vulnerability. It was through uh, going back to class, going to the program. Uh, it was uh, inner work working on me uh, and and it's it's always ongoing it's whatever is required within me to stay open so i may hear those awareness messages so what i love about what you're offering with the book is offering exercises to help people develop because that's what it does is yeah. working yeah. with these concepts over and over again, and I think that's that's one thing in, in new thought or open-minded thought or new age or all the different layers is that um, I think that sometimes people are looking for the shortcut versus the working towards it to develop something that's very lasting, that has depth, and that's very real. Am I, am I making sense? I'm trying to language yeah. kind of a... A concept yes, uh-huh. around that, yeah. I, I mean, doing the deep work is very important, and what you did is amazing. And and going through that has transformed your life. 
And then you said it's always a work in progress. And I am the same exact way. That's why I love doing a show every day because it's for me a, a learning and a, and a new an oasis. It's a healing every single day. So that's what the exercises are for: is to take the deep work that you have done and embed it into your daily life, and and make it practical. And I'm not talking about surfacely practical things, but here's an example: is um, how much, I'm just asking the people that are listening, how much do you complain to your significant other? Is your morning or day filled with a series of, you know, did you get that bill? Did you take care of this? I, I hate it when this happens. Or can you believe they installed this and the wrong way? I mean, things happen, things go wrong, but how much of that time are, are you complaining maybe about something they did or in that space of complaint. And just check that kind of about yourself or about your partner and see if there is a level of complaining that you're constantly hearing and nagging and so forth. And is there a way that you can start to change that or, or even play a game with it? My, my husband and I did this and we played a game with the complaining thing because he was, uh, I guess there was an issue he had and he was, uh, or I had, one of us had, and there was a lot of complaint around it. And we decided to set a rule and say, you're no longer allowed to complain about it unless you do something about it. Because sometimes the complaint is the action. And we think just complaining about it is going to fix it and thinking it's out of control. But we, we set a standard and said, well, you can't complain about something unless you're in action somewhere in your life to do something about it. And so that's what the exercises are for, is it's bringing a, an everyday conscious awareness into your everyday life, even, even as simple as um, calling up a friend and saying, hey, you know what, I really, I, I just went out for a job interview, and I really, really want to get this job, and it's a perfect fit for me and the company, and will you just spend just a few minutes with me on the phone and help me intentionalize this together, and I mean, we do this in prayer. Why can't we just pick up the phone and ask a friend or your mom or sister or whoever and just say, hey, will you just set this intention with me? And then just do like a one-minute, okay, I see myself in the job. I, I got the acceptance letter. I start this day, and I'm so excited. And I can see my office, and then just go into the visualization with the person, with you. And when you have that type of coherence, that happens together, it forms a frequency that actually can solidify into the universe. So it actually has a, a whole coherent factor. There's a lot of information that uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza taught us about this. When you intentionalize with someone else. So, I mean, you don't have to make it weird or woo-woo or anything. You can just get on the phone and say, hey, will you do this with me for a second? And, um, you know, uh, definitely... A uh, very powerful exercise when you do that. I have a friend who was um, who was trying to get pregnant, and it over a course of um, two miscarriages, the third time that she tried, she got a group of us intentionalizing with her. I mean, there was a group. There was probably about twenty women, and we would get on the phone even through through texting and through Facebook, and we were setting the intention with her 
for this magic to happen in her life. And she's she's uh, six months pregnant today. I mean, it went through. It's it, it's amazing. I mean, the power of of groups uh, together intentionalizing something is incredible. And she went through it with the miscarriages, and we all went through it with her because. I think it, you know, it's appropriate as long as you've got the right, like-minded, very close group of people. You can really go through things together through intention, and it can be through prayer. It can be through just pure intentionality. It can involve the God of your heart. It could be in non-denominational, whatever it is. As long as the intention is correct, you can do intention groups, and you can do them practically. I mean, I, I do love getting together. And getting, you know, going through classes and coursework, but there's also a way to follow that up with the um, these exercises, even using something as simple as as texting. You can really, literally do it. I believe I've done it. <laughs> so, um, not to seem surface or superficial about it, but it goes along with the deep work, of course, as well. Absolutely. Well. And, and yes, you have done it. And I want to encourage uh, those of you that are listening to to go on uh, Lisa's website and to get her book, Becoming Aware. Um, she is uh, recognized by Marianne Williamson, uh, Dr. John Gray, uh, Jack Canfield, all people are saying, you want to get this book <laughs> mm, <laughs> and do yeah. these exercises so you can uh, add some uh, better quality, greater living, and being a, a conscious catalyst for the planet. Lisa, it's amazing that uh, our time has, has come to a close. Um, love your energy. Uh, love having you in our conversation anytime. So thank you for being with us today everyone just remember it's the aware show.com thank you thank lisa you so much thanks temple i appreciate you, you being with me today too thank you uh, what a pleasure thank you for tuning into the intentional spirit seeing and being with reverend temple hayes Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio, the teachings of Unity's founders, almost a 100 years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, For Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. 
Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. What if you were intentional about your life? committed to having more energy and being more vibrant. Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. 
Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.